came expecting for God to speak to you because I believe that he's going to tonight. And, uh, and, uh, and so I just want you to get ready and, and as we uh, get prepared for tonight, uh, just, just ask the Lord to say something directly to you that, that you need in your life. And I believe that he will because that's who he is. And that's, he is good. He's good to us. Uh, I do want to make mention of something before I get into tonight's message that uh, this weekend we're starting a new series called At the Movies. I want to encourage you not only to be here, but to get some folks here. It's, it's totally different than you ever church uh, uh, on a different level. And so if you've not experienced At the Movies, you, you will experience something totally different this weekend. Uh, there's invite cards uh, at all the different tables. Uh, little at-the-movie invite cards that you can invite people. Uh, Serve Day is a week from this Saturday, and uh, we want to encourage you to get uh, connected in Serve Day if you haven't, and there's some sign-ups at the Welcome Center. All right, enough with the commercials. All right, here we go. You ready? Uh, At the beginning of the year, actually towards, uh, I believe, at the end of last year, right at the beginning of the year, as I was praying and just uh, seeking God and and reading and and a variety of different things that I do, I just felt like the Lord put it in my heart uh, that we're to focus on alignment this year, aligning with what God is doing and what God wants to do. And so this whole this whole uh, year, that's something that's been a, a constant in my own life. I felt like it was more than just for me, but it was for us as a church. And so uh, the past couple of months on First Wednesdays, I've been talking about alignment with God. And today I want to conclude that in this First Wednesday and, uh, and just take, take something that I've already talked about out of Mark chapter 4. Uh, I broke it down uh, the first month and then, and then I came back and expounded because in the first month I expounded quite, quite, uh, quite a lot on the first area that we looked at. And then last month we looked at the second area and today we're going to look at the third area and I'll kind of recap a little bit as we go on. But uh, let me just get into this. Um, and I, I talked about how alignment is important when anything is out of alignment it causes trouble. It causes problems. If you've ever had a car that was out of alignment, uh, it, it, will, it, will, uh, it will mess up your car, and it messes with you the whole time that you're driving it. And so, uh, it, so a car out of alignment is no good. Uh, you, if your back's out of alignment, it can mess with you, and uh, it can cause problems in other areas of your body, can cause pains, it can cause discomfort. And one of the biggest things that it can cause is a distraction in your life. It takes your attention off of what it needs to be on, and it's put on uh, the, the, the pains and the problems that you're having. And so alignment is important spiritually also, because when you're out of alignment spiritually, then the tendency is to be distracted. The tendency is to uh, sometimes, not always because of that reason, but sometimes... Uh, you're suffering some pain and you're suffering some problems because you're out of alignment with God spiritually, and that can cause problems. How I many you understand that? Yes, and so we need to be on the path of life. The Bible tells us that He will show us the path of life. There's a, a path of life that it produces uh, life and peace and, 
And it's a life in the Word, life in the Spirit. And so we need to understand those things. But here in Mark chapter 4 is where we've been focused on in the past two months and what we're going to focus on today. All right? Because God wants to talk to us. He wants to do something significant. He wants to use us in a very mighty, powerful way. I really believe that with all my heart. We're not here to just come and hear a message. You can do that at home. You can pull, up it, pull a message up on the internet. Now God's here. He wants to speak to us. He wants to communicate to us something that is for us in this season, for this time, for this, this uh, moment in our life. There's something that God wants to say for us so that we would be in alignment so that he can do what he wants to do in us and through us. Okay, so Mark chapter 4, verse 13. We're going to begin there. It's the parable of the sower, and it says here, Jesus speaking, he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They have no root in themselves, so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble, or uh, King James says they, they're offended. And goes on to say in verse 18, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things entering in, Choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now, that's the, the enemy's desire for our life that we would be unfruitful. Unproductive, not producing out of our life the good things, the God things, the, the producing the, the, what the word will produce out of our lives. That's, the, that's what the devil wants. If he can get us to that place through being distracted or, or out of alignment, well, he's going to do that. And so we need to pay attention because I believe that there's probably a lot of people that probably fit in the category of these one of three things that uh, one of three these three persons that we just that was just described here in Mark chapter four. But there's a fourth one that we're going to look at, and the fourth one that we've been focused on. It says this on verse twenty. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, who accept it, and who bear fruit. Some Thirty-fold, some sixty, and some a hundred. They're producing the fruit out of their life. Amen. Good things. I, they're seeing peace. They're seeing, they're seeing the joy. They're seeing productivity. Uh, they're, they're making progress in their life. They're probably experiencing uh, great relationships, not, not only with God, but with other people, maybe in your spouse, your children. They're just experiencing the good things. Because why is that? See, when you, when you operate in the Word of God, the values of God, the principles of God, it works. It works for you. It produces in your life. And let me tell you, that's what a lot of people are looking for in their life. They're just going all the, about it all the wrong ways to try to get it. Okay, it's not going to come from a bottle or pills or, uh, or, you know, whatever way people try to find that peace in their life. So let's talk about alignment with God. I'm going to go back and recap real quick. First of all, in uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 20, the first thing that he says is that we need to hear the word of God. If we're going to produce fruit out of our life, 
be aligned with God, be where we need to be with God, then we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God. We need to be able to hear from God. Today, I'm going to tell you that God is speaking. He's speaking today, even as I'm ministering the Word of God. He's speaking. Many people are hearing, but they're not, they're not really hearing. They're hearing words, but they're not really hearing, this is thus saith the Lord, that God is speaking to them. Are you with me? And so we need to get to a point where we become sensitive to God insensitive to the other voices in this world. Too often we're more sensitive to the other voices and insensitive to God's voice. And so we talked about that in the first week, what it means to hear God, that we need to, we need to take heed, and that word heed means to look and consider very closely, rather than just quickly passing by it. Have you ever done that? You do that probably regularly. I do. I read, I read my Bible all the time, and I read it just for reading's sake. And so there are times where I'm just cruising through what I'm reading. reading. And sometimes I can miss what God's wanting to speak to me, Okay. Right now, he's speaking to me. Better slow down, Bubba. <laughs> you know, <laughs> slow down. Slow down. Pay, take heed. Consider what's being said to you. And so that I, he can communicate what he wants to communicate to me through his word. And that light will just come on. We'll just, get, get, we'll just have this understanding, this knowing. I like to say it in our knower. There's a knower inside. There's a, there's a place where God communicates. It's not necessarily a voice that we hear. Can that happen audibly? Yes, you can hear that way, but very seldom. I, it's never happened to me in all uh, the days of my life. I've heard God. I hear God all the time, but it's through my knower. It's just I know. I just God reveals. He enlightens me, as Scripture says, and I have this awareness and a, this acknowledgement that God is saying something to me, and I understand, and I just have that in my knowing, okay? So it's not something that... Uh, ought to be unusual for anybody, uh, any of us. We all ought to be able to hear from God, okay? And so there's many ways that we talked about that in the first week, and I don't want to continue to preach this or else I'll get stuck here. So the second thing, he says, you need to hear God. And we desperately need to hear God. But secondly, he said that we need to accept the word. Not only are we to hear it, but we're to accept his word. Well, that word accept means to, it means to receive and welcome. We need to receive and welcome. And so we talked about the importance of receiving and welcoming God's word. Not everything that God says, we're quick to receive and welcome and accept. Not everything. Why? Because it sometimes rubs our flesh wrong. And our flesh doesn't like it. And our flesh is rebelling against it. Our, our flesh is resisting what it is that God's saying. Don't do that. Wisdom tells us one thing, and yet we're because we, in our flesh, we're wanting something else. We resist the wisdom of God, and we go ahead and operate in our own human wisdom. Our own human reasoning. Well, that's not accepting God's word. That's rejecting God's word or resisting it. And I, I don't have time to illustrate it, but we talked about that. So, that's the second thing. Here's what I want to focus on today, and I'm going to spend a good amount of time, whatever time I have left, I'm going to spend this and, and, and talk about this because it's vitally important. And it says to bear fruit. The third thing that we need to do is we need to bear fruit in our life. And uh, as I said, God's word, God's will, God's principles works for us. If we'll work them, somehow it's going to work out on our behalf. Right. 
because that's his his word is truth. It it's settled in heaven. It's forever settled. Forever. Forever and ever it's settled. And so God's word works. And uh, and so what I I just as I was preparing this, I just remembered and we're talking about fruit and being fruitful and and I just remembered some words that Jesus said. And so I went back and I just examined uh, John chapter 15 and then I begin to see things and I just you know there's probably other things that we can bring out but there's some things here that I believe that we can get understanding in that will help us to align ourselves with God and produce that fruit that he wants us producing out of our life whatever that fruit may be whether it's uh, just the word of God just working in our lives whether it's uh, whether it's miracles in our life, whatever, whatever it may be, there's some things that will produce fruit in our life. And so we're going to start in John chapter 15, verse 2, and we're going to read verse 2 and 3. It says this, Jesus said, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear, bear more fruit. You are already clean, because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now, notice here, it says in verse 2, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. So the first thing that we see, in order to bear fruit or more fruit, then we need Jesus to prune. There are some things that he needs to prune out of our life. Okay? In order for us to continue to bear fruit in our lives, there's things that need to be pruned. I looked up that word prune. It means to, be, it means to cleanse, to clear, or to purify. There's things in my life, our lives, all the time that God's trying to cleanse out of our life, to purify out of our life, to, to, to uh, clear out of our life that prevents us from bearing fruit. It's a, it's a continuous thing. And so he's wanting to do that in our life. It could be an attitude. It could be, I, I remember, I just remember one time in my own life, in, in ministry and in just my life, uh, just this self, uh, I was more aware of myself than I was aware of, of other people. There's a word I'm looking for. Um, no, uh, Self-something, not a self-absorbed, self, not self-centered. Thank you guys for helping me. Self-conscious. Thank you. Self-conscious. You guys are awesome, man. Just helping me preach. Help a brother preach here. Uh, just, just self-conscious. Just self-conscious. You know, that's really selfish. Just being self-conscious. Being, being more concerned about what people think of me than what I am thinking about in other people. And, uh, and I just remember God having to cleanse me of that, clear that out of my life, where I'm, I'm not so caught up in being self-conscious as, as, as much as I need to be conscious of what's going on in people's lives so that I can help the other people. And I, I just remember that pruning that had to take place in my life. And of course, I could sit here and talk about all the different things that he's pruned out of my life over and over and over and over again. And that's okay. Because when God prunes those things out of our life, it's because it doesn't need to be in our life. It's because it's, it's, heavy, it's weight in our life. Set aside every, every sin and every weight that so easily ensnares. Run this race with endurance. We can't run with endurance if we're weighed down with all these things that are keeping us from being fruitful. 
So that's the first thing. And so the second thing we see here in John chapter 15, he says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit, in verse 4 and 5, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do Absolutely nothing. Can I tell you, if it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for Jesus in your life, you couldn't even get out of bed. You couldn't comb your hair. That is, if you have hair. Okay? You, you, just, you couldn't do anything if it wasn't for Him. And so we need to understand that we need Him. So the second point here, in order to bear fruit, is we need to abide. We need to abide in Jesus and uh, we, we, need, we need God to bear fruit. Understand that. We can't do it on our own without Him. We need Him. Constantly, continuously, daily. That's why I seek God. I, I have a daily appointment with God. And I say this often, and I say this in Essentials 201, that uh, an, when, you, when you miss an appointment with God, it typically will lead to disappointment. And so we don't want to miss our appointments with God because we don't want to be disappointed in life. So I, I want to be in God. I want to abide in Him because I know He's the one that empowers me. He's the one that gives me the wisdom. And without abiding in Him, how's He going to speak that word that I need to hear from Him anyhow? I is not here. Um, I is not seen. Uh, ear is not heard. I almost said that wrong, or I did say it wrong. Uh, I is not seen. Ear is not heard. The things that He has prepared for them that love Him him but by his spirit he has revealed it to them it is it is spending time with him abiding in him that he begins to reveal those things that man uh, that you're not going to find revealed to you in the in this natural realm it's going to come through god speaking to you it's going to come through god depositing in you the things that you need to know and it takes that abiding in him spending time with him I was having a conversation with Jacob and, uh, last week, and he was talking about somebody that he was, um, I believe, having lunch with, if I remember right. And uh, he's, a, he's a minister in another city, and he was just uh, asking them some things. They was kind of talking with each other. And, and uh, he, asked, he asked that guy, well, what's, what's, you know, what's your pastor's vision? And have you talked to your pastor about this? And, and, uh, and, and Jacob's, I mean, he's versed. He knows where we're going. He's laser-focused in where we're going as a church, where we're going in, in, in student ministry and everything else. Well, this guy's unsure of where he's, he's going, that type of thing. He says, well, do, you, do you not spend time with your pastor? And basically, not very much, right? Is that what I understood? And so, uh, but, you know, I spend a lot of time with uh, Jacob, and so he always will hear my heart in, in where we're going as a church. Same way with God. When we spend time and abide with him, we're going to hear his heart and where he's going with humanity, where he's going with your life, with your marriage, with your children, with the church, with all kinds of different things. When we spend time abiding with him, then he deposits in us what we need to know. He, we get to hear him. We become sensitive to what he's saying and insensitive to all those other voices and distractions and all those disappointments. Listen, 
listen, even disappointment has a voice that if you don't get in tune with God, that disappointment, the voice of disappointment will be louder than the voice of God in your life. All of us experience some disappointment, but we need to just... God, thus saith the Lord. God said, I will be, and I am, not will be, I am the head. And not to tell, I, I am the blessed. Amen? And so we just need to hear from God. He says that the diligent will bear rule. If I'll just stay steadfast, if I'll be faithful with the little, he'll make me ruler over much. You know, I don't care what this disappointment is saying right now. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not listening to that voice. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That's what I'm going to listen to. Are you getting encouraged today? And so we need to abide, which the word abide means to continue means endurance, it means lasting, lives, remains, stands, stays. We need to stay with God all the time. Not in and out, all the time, all the time, all the time. All right, let me move on because I only have a little bit of time left and I want to share, uh, really, I'm going to focus uh, a whole lot on one last point, but i got two more areas in this area here. But uh, in John 15, verse 7 Jesus, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So will you be my disciples. Notice here, he says, when you're abiding in me and my words abiding in you, then you can ask. You can ask. So the third thing here, pray out what Jesus puts in. Because Jesus speaking some things into your heart, into your spirit, that he wants you to go ahead and pray out. And by praying those things out, guess what? It, It sets in motion fruit to be brought forth in and in in and through your life. So we need to be we need to be hearing God because when we hear God, then we can pray God's will. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, well, how do we know if he hears us when we're praying according to his will? Then we'll have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we can be confident. We can be bold. We can know. We can know that God hears us. Because we first heard him. We've heard God's will. We've heard his heart. We've heard his desire. We've heard what he said concerning my situation, my circumstance, our city, our nation, our world, whatever the case may be. We've heard. And I'm hearing God. I'm hearing God. I'm hearing God so loud and so clear as the days get darker, as things are getting really dim in this world, and we're seeing uh, people called good, bad, bad, good. And when we're seeing people that are doing all the crazy things and the crazy laws that are being passed, I'm hearing God so clearly fear not. Don't fear. Do not fear. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. And there's so many things that I'm hearing God during these times in this age. And not to be anxious for nothing. For nothing. I've got it covered. You just continue to seek me. You continue to be abide in, or, or occupy until I come. You keep doing what you know to do. 
And as it was in the days of Noah, when they were marrying and, uh, and doing all the different things, you know what? Uh, Noah was busy just abiding, doing what he heard God tell him to do. And eventually, guess what? Salvation came to them. And salvation is ours. Amen and amen. 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 So, okay. So we, we pray out what Jesus puts in into our hearts, in our spirits, when we're reading his word, when we're, when we're seeking him and biding in him. I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged. Amen. Because I feel like the spirit of God is speaking to me too. Now, I, I want to take you to the, the, the last area that I want to talk about that's vitally important. And I just have a couple minutes to share with you. But John chapter 15 I'm going, to, I'm going to shoot a number of different scriptures. Well, John 15, verse 9 through 14, it says, uh, As the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that your joy may remain in you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Ultimately, God wants us to experience the fruits of the Spirit, joy, that fullness of joy. And it goes on, this is my commandment, that, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than he lay down, lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And of course we know that this is the commandment of love that he's talking about here. But the point being here that we need to start walking in faith. Once we, once we hear God, once we abide in him, once we allow him to prune in our lives, once we abide in him, once we uh, uh, pray out what he's put in, then we need to start walking out what he has already told us. We need to walk out whatever it is that he's telling us in our life. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. I, I believe faith is easy. It comes easy. We just need to start walking it out. Amen? Amen? Now, stepping out in faith and expecting God is what God expects from us. Stepping out in faith and expecting God to act is what God expects from us. And so when we stepped out, step out in faith, I believe, I know, because I've seen it over and over and over, God will act as we step out. I was thinking, I thought about this, I was thinking about when... when uh, 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 Joshua was taking the children of Israel into the promised land. Uh, the uh, River Jordan was at flood stage, and, and God says, you got to cross here. And, and, uh, and it's like, how are we going to cross? Well, you know what? He just knew to do what he heard God told, uh, told him to do. And so they just started stepping out. And as they stepped out, they just started taking steps. He didn't know how it was really going to happen, I'm sure. But he just started taking steps. As he, did, as he took steps, well, it began to, it began to make, be cleared out for them, for them to cross. And they went into the promised land. I'm going to tell you, God's going to clear out some things for us when we just start step, taking steps. He's going to clear some things for us. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know all the time. When we came to start the church, I didn't know all I knew. I had it in my heart to come and start a church. Didn't know a thing. I'm, I was as ignorant as they... I mean, I was ignorant. But I came and I did it. Uh, it's just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. And here we are 20 years later. We're still, we're still taking steps. And we've reached 
and we've been able to touch and minister to lots and lots of people over the years. And we just keep stepping. We just keep, keep taking steps. Now, I've learned some things. I'm not ignorant, as ignorant as I was back then, okay? And so I just wanted you to be confident in that. <laughs> but Colossians chapter 1, there's a prayer that I pray every day. It says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Be filled with the knowledge of his will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why is that? Why is it that we need to hear from God? Why is it? And it tells us here that you may walk. And I'm just going to stop there for a moment. We can't effectively walk the walk that he wants us to walk without us hearing from him. We need to hear from God. And so he says, this reason I pray, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Whether it comes to the word, a combination of however God's going to bring it to us, I believe today he's speaking to us. I need to hear from God. I, it's a must. I, I, cannot go, I cannot go through life without purposely being focused in where I'm becoming sensitive to what God is saying in my life so that I can hear from him. Now it goes on to say, it goes on to say that you would be filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you would walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Sounds like alignment to me. Sounds like alignment to me. How are we going to be in alignment with God? We've got to walk in faith. It is a must. As a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We cannot go through life without walking in faith. What is walking in faith? We are walking out what we know God's will is. That's walking in faith. Whatever it might be. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So we walk it out, and we, we trust that God's going to respond. And I could sit here and tell you story after story how God has so faithfully shown himself just being faithful in my life, our lives as a church, or our, our church life. And, uh, and I, I know that he has for many, many of you. And so thank God, thank God, that we can be in alignment with God this year. Listen. Start seeking him about those areas that maybe you're out of alignment with him in, in your life. And ask him to speak to you through his word. If you already know his word, just get in alignment. If you already know his word concerning that, just get in alignment. Start walking it out and watch and see if God doesn't move on your behalf. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God.